Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le fac troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's gonna be sick. Matt O'Han, it is Friday. Congrats, everyone. You made it through another week. We made it through, and we are here. What better way to start it off than with the sick podcast? All right, let's uh, start things off by telling you a little bit about our sponsors. Energy Transportation Group has recently been named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies. The best managed Canadian companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for our customers, our employees, and our communities. Join a winning team. Check out energy's career page for available opportunities driven to be different. The sick podcast is brought to you by Playground, your premier gaming destination. Playground Summer Million is the must-play poker event of the season, featuring 10 championship ring events, $1 million in guaranteed prize pools, and a $500,000 guaranteed main event. Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes away from downtown Montreal, Playground. And by La Beta TV, brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Beta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients made for everyone's taste. La Beta TV, embrace 
your true nature. And finally, of course, Murphy Clinic. They're an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal's Shop Angus, and the second location is on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit, visit murphyclinic.ca or an, on Instagram at Murphy Clinic. Uh, all right, just a quick note. Uh, let's let's just address one thing. I mean, I feel like it, it happened a couple days ago, but I should give my take on it. Uh, you know, Tony spoke with Grant McCagg on Monday about Alex Galchenyuk, uh, and then Tuesday he checked himself into the NHL NHL PA Player Assistance Program. Uh, listen, you know, when this whole thing happened, you know, everyone's calling Alex Galchenyuk a scumbag, this, that, whatever. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus when I say this, uh, you know, because I even thought he was a bit of a scumbag for doing what he did. Uh, clearly he had a problem. I I really commend him for going out and, you know, with a public statement, uh, checking himself into the NHL, uh, and NHLPA player assistance program, because, um, well, he's trying to he's trying to get better and he's trying to right a wrong, but most importantly, he needs to do that for himself. You know, I have I have some friends who struggled with addiction in the past, so uh, good on Galchenyuk, and I, I wish him really nothing but the best. I mean, who am I? I'm just a guy in Montreal doing a podcast, but still, it should be said that uh, we should all be wishing and rooting for Alex Galchenyuk to make it through this stronger and better. Uh, all right. So uh, with that, last week I spoke with Charles Alexi Brisebois of uh, Dans les Coulisses and BPM Sport about our way too early expectations of the offense of the Canadians. And like I told him last week, we're going to have him on in the not-so-distant future to talk about the defense, the defensive side of things. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. I want to. We have two guests today. One of them is Charles Alexi Brisebois. The other one is our own Shane Gaumont who has produced episodes of the sick podcast for me uh in the past so uh gentlemen let's uh and yellow and sammy let's prop them both up and uh gentlemen welcome welcome how are you guys doing fantastic thank you for having me <laughs> yeah i'm doing great thank you all right uh guys well uh shane this is uh, i think this is your first habs round table very very simple we're just going to get into a couple of discussion points and you know away we go so uh let's start off before we get into the uh the hypotheticals of things and whatnot let, let's talk about mike matheson because i i thought he was fantastic last year i don't think anyone would dispute that uh especially you know being on the team he was on uh you know eight goals 26 assists that's good for 34 points in 48 games you know ton of injuries in the middle there which caused that 40 it was just 48 games um now listen i don't think any of us are expecting a uh, 60 point season 60 plus point season from mike matheson but given what he did last year is that a fair expect is that a fair bar to set let's start with uh with you shall Listen, 60 may be uh, a bit much for a guy like him. And the, the defensive core is going to be even younger next year. Uh, Joel Edmondson is now gone to, to Washington. And I know the kids are going to have one more year of, um, of experience. But 60 is a bit much. But you know what? If, he, if we, we take into account the fact that he can play 82 games, maybe that 50 could be a, a realistic goal. Because 
he improved a lot and his confidence is back because you know that when Kent Hughes went to uh, to acquire a guy like Mike Madison it, it, it's a footprint of, of what he's trying to do on so many levels you know bringing someone he knows bringing someone who's fast bringing someone who has talent because Mike Madison is a former first pick and you know he, he didn't play like a, a first a first round first round in the, in Florida at the end or, or in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. But now that he has some uh, some ice time, he's able to to prove to everyone that you know he is really really talented on the ice and he can do everything. His speed is really really incredible and it fits mm -hmm. in the mold that the NHL is going and what the, the the Canadians are trying to do. So with that confidence and if he is healthy, if he is acclimated to to Montreal, maybe that he could he could score something like 50 points. I think it's realistic for him. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo what you just said there, Charles Alexis. Like, I, I don't know about setting a goal or, a, you know, a benchmark point wise for Mike Matheson because he just brings so much in all different aspects. Right. And and like you mentioned, his skating is elite. I've, I've never seen someone move like that so effortlessly on the ice. I remember I went to see the first preseason game this past season against New Jersey, which was his first game in a Habs jersey. And I was blown away. I mean, I remember when the trade happened. I'm going to single out my buddy Josh here, who was pissed off when we traded Petrie for <laughs> Matheson. He's like, what a terrible return. And at first, I was a little hesitant. I'm like, you know what? This guy has a lot of potential. He's from here. Let's see what he can do. And he blew everyone away. So I, I, I'm not going to set any kind of expectations for him. I know he's going to carry these, this decor. He's without a doubt our number one D right now which is fine, right? Like we want the young guys mm -hmm. to not get pushed into, you know, crappy situations too early. Let him handle the brunt and, and he's going to run the power play. I hope because I mean, he didn't really get a chance a whole lot last year yeah. with all the injuries and all that. But um, man, I'm, I'm head over heels over Mac, Mike Matheson. Okay. I, I absolutely adore that player. He's amazing. Well, you know, I agree with both of you. Um, the point that I want to pick up on is, is is what you said, Shane, about not really wanting to set a benchmark of points. Um, I, I feel like it is fair, though, to set a benchmark in points for him because, like you said, you know, he's going to get a chance to quarterback that power play eventually, mm -hmm. uh, you know, once they get into the swing of things. And, and you know what? It, it's This may be more of a hope of mine than, uh, than an expectation, but, man, someone's got to take the reins as a power play. Uh, as a, power play quarterback you know mm -hmm. it, it, it's so frustrating and i think if he does if he does take the reins you know then he'll hit those he'll he could he's definitely going to hit that 50 yeah. uh if he was mm -hmm. on the pace that he was on last year and you know then 60s within uh within reach if he's able to quarterback it uh and su successfully quarterback it that is mm -hmm. so uh mike matheson i mean I i'm expecting you know 23 minutes a game from this guy maybe even more uh yeah you know, against the top players, like you said, he skates so effortless, effortlessly. But I want to see that more consistently from the blue line in because he could rush the puck up. But once you once you get to the blue line, that's really where, at least on the power play side of things, those things start to uh, start to matter a little bit more with the offensive skill set. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like Mike Matheson, right? Like, like I mentioned. He brings so much to both ends of the ice, right? Defensively, he's also underrated, in my opinion. I, th I thought he plays amazing defensively, but really his offensive game shines, which is why I think 
I agree with you. Like if, if he plays an 82 game season, no injuries with the power play quarterback, hundred percent fair to assume 50 points in the future for him. Um, but I, I like to look more at the defensive end because he can bring a lot to that. And, and I want to, the, the whole decor to have this kind of mentality to just alleviate the pressure off of Montabo and Allen, right? These past few seasons, our goaltenders have been bombarded <laughs> every year. I don't know what the ranking is for most shots on goals allowed, but we're definitely up there. Like we have been terrible at containing the opposition's offense. So I think that the Habs decor really need to work on that this year. And it starts with Mike Matheson, right? He's the leader of that decor. He's the number one guy. I'd like to see him perform even better defensively next season. And what's interesting with all, all of that is, you know, you look at the the, the guy who were older last year, uh, Chris Weidman is not there to stay long-term. Joel Edmondson is now gone. Mm -hmm. David Savard is really, really useful right now, but you know yeah. he's not going to be there when the Habs are going to win the Cup. Mike Madison can be there because he is still in his 20s. He's going to be maybe 32, 31, 33, something like that when the Habs are really going to try to win. So if if he still plays the way that he played right now, he can be a, a useful player, whether it's on the first line or the second line or whatever. It's going to depend on, on how the, the, the kids are progressing. But he can be there and he needs to, to, to adapt himself to that role because, you know, right now, we, at first, we thought, you know, oh, he's just there because we needed a contract for Jeff Petro or whatever. But the, the more he played, we realized that he can be a, a really effective part of the Canadian. So he, he needs mm -hmm. to find that role and to, to be really comfortable in Montreal because if he wants to stay and if he plays like that, he's going to stay in Montreal and he's going to try to win that cup with the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, a uh, couple things there. Uh, I'm happy we brought them up. Uh, you know, Shane, you brought up the the point of uh, the Canadians' defensive core as a unit. And uh, Charles, you brought up uh, specifically David Savard. Uh, let, let's talk about this because this, I feel like, uh, is not getting enough attention. Um, I mean, listen, it's July, so, uh, you know... <laughs> What better time than now? But I, I mean, throughout the season, I felt like this didn't get enough attention, which was, you know, of course that they're playing a, kind of a stress-free brand of hockey right now because the, you know, no one's really expecting them to win, but we're always, we're always talking about how we want players to be making the right plays, learning the concepts. At least that's what Martin St. Louis likes to say. What I what I then point at, because a lot of that is when talking about offensive players, when it comes to the defense, this is where, you know, I want to see, if not massive improvement, but certainly cons considerable improvement, mm -hmm. uh, considerable improvement, which is they gave up as a defensive unit. Uh, they were 29th in the league. Of course, I just closed the tab with the stat on it. Um but they were 29th in the league in goals allowed as a team, you know, and some of that, you know, at 305, some of that plays into Samuel Montembeau is, is in net. Some games, you know, we see him at his best. Other games, you could tell within the first 10 minutes what kind of night it's going to be for him. And, you know, there was inconsistencies with Jake Allen, plus, you know, the roster that was on the ice. But still, if you're playing as a unit, you should be giving up less goals than that. Uh, I found at times the team was an absolute mess in the defensive zone. Uh, that that goes on the offensive players as well, but it's a lot on the defense. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like maybe you guys tell me, are my expectations too high for this defensive quarter? Like I want to see that goal number be cut by, you know, minimum 25 goals. Well, there's going to be growing pains, right? With with a a young decor like that, like the one we have, there's bound to be seasons like the one we just had where, you know, we're, we're just getting smoked every night, which is fine. Right. But like you said, there needs to be some improvement, right? Every year needs to improve on the other. And, I, you know, most of these guys, actually all of these guys are going to be in their second or further year, right? There's no, there's no more rookies. That's over. So these guys know the NHL. They understand what they have to do. And it starts with the leaders, right? Matheson and Saval. They're the forefront. They're, they need to show these guys what they need to do in the back end. And I have to point out one player that I feel like flies under the radar, and that's Jonathan Kovacevic. I think he's a lock for at least third pair, right, D? But last year, he finished with a plus three differential with 77 games. And we had the 29th worst, um, whatever you said. Goals allowed. Goals goals allowed, allowed. exactly. So that's pretty significant. Like, I'm not going to look too much into the plus minus. I think it's a stupid stat. But it does show that he was defensively aware. And I did pick pick that up last season. I thought he was fantastic defensively. Now, I want to, you know, I'd expect a bit more from guys like, you know, Justin Barron, Arbor Jacki, Jordan Harris, King Gooley. That's fine. They're young, right? But this season's time to to take that other step and really hone in on the defensive game, right? This decor is going to be something special for many years, and it starts now. Like, they need to start playing defensively now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It starts now, and there are other guys that are be coming in in the next few years. Obviously, we we know them starting with Ryan Backer and, and Lane Hudson, but yeah. you know they they need to 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 learn from from some guys. And David Savoy is one of them. And you know you talked about him, uh, Matt, at the beginning of the the intervention. He, he's a guy that the, the kids can relate to right now because he, he is very. He's everything that they need. He, he's their dad. He's their <laughs> he's their mentor. <laughs> he, he 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 keeps playing huge minutes, so the the other D can relax a little bit when they when they're still rookies and they they're gonna learn on the job a little bit later. So you you need a guy like that. And you know it, it's funny with Saval because when he came in, he kind of by default replaced Shea Weber, even if everyone knew that he was not gonna be Shea Weber for obvious reasons. But it, the, at at first it was hard for for Saval to to find his groove the first half of the first season, let's say. But one one he, he he took advantage of it. He he started to play like the player that he can be, and that Marc Bergevin decided that he, he deserved the four-year contract for. So right now, he's really useful to the Canadians. And I don't know if he's going to stay longer. I don't know if he's going to be gone by the deadline, by next summer, by the other deadline or whatever. But by the time he's there, 
the, the kids just need to, to, to pick his brain and to learn as much as they can because he's a useful resource right now for the, for the Habs. Well, I, I like what you say there because um, it's interesting. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about David Savard is, uh, is it too soon, you know, to, to ship him out the door? Um, because, you know, like, like you guys, you guys had already mentioned a couple prospects, you know, in Reinbacker and Lane Hudson, but what about Logan Mayu? What about mm -hmm. Jaden Struble? What about, you know, if, if he can, you know, try start to stand out in Laval, I haven't seen anything so far, but Matthias Norlinder, you know, I'll, I'll still put him in that group. These are, these are defensemen in the pipeline that are coming up and with Arbor yeah. Jack, I kind of kind of threw a wrench I'm sure into the Canadians plans in camp last year in a good way, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, just inserting himself into the lineup with his play. Um, you know, there's just so many guys in that, in that group that all right now, it looks like have a place at least uh, down the road on the Canadians, but you still have young guys in Harris, Baron, Gooley, and even to a certain extent, Kovacevic, who, you know, doesn't do all the offensive things. But like you said, Shane, he was great last year, uh, given his responsibilities. You know, what? when's that moment where you say, all right, Mr. Savard, uh, Actually, no, we're not going to call him Mr. Savard because that's a Pierre Gauthier move. We're going to call him David. All right, David, um, you know, thank you for your uh, for your years of service here. You know, you really we respect what you did last year with the Canadians because, you know, uh, like I was ba I was banging the drum all year that this guy was mm -hmm. incredible because, you know, he given where, where the Canadians were at at the beginning of the season, given the expectations on the Canadians, he's still going out there blocking 20 shots a game like yeah. a madman. So that that says something about someone and so there's a there's quite the balancing act to do to 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 be done with by Kent Hughes which is okay I need to make space for these young guys but at the same time I want this mentor to the young guys because uh, those are two uh, the only two guys on the blue line with uh, you know more than two years of experience in the NHL so where where does that balancing act start to come into play uh Shal? You know, for me, it's too early to talk about getting rid of uh, David Savard because, as you said, there, there are not a lot, a lot of guys with experience on that blue line. And I know we changed some trainers, but maybe we're going to have some injuries next year. So if a guy like Mike Madison is injured again, and if Caden Gooley is injured again, at some point, who are you going to play if you traded David Savard? You, you cannot just play the, the Chris Weidman and the, the Jordan Iris 25 minutes per game because that, that's what you have. So for me, you need to keep him right now. He is a steady presence, uh, presence in that locker room and on the ice. And if at the deadline things change, maybe you can reevaluate right now and say, okay, we have a lot of kids who are ready to play. We have guys in Laval who are ready to, to, to come in and to make a difference. And now he's, he, he, he blocks the way of, of young kids. We can think about trading him. Maybe you can at the deadline. But uh, for me, he, he needs to spend a year in Montreal as it is right now. As I said, yeah. it can change. But for now, David Savoy is in Montreal and we'll see next summer. That's it. There's there's no rush. There's no rush. Like like you said, I mean, you gauge what kind of offers you get at at the trade deadline, but he has two more seasons on his deal. So there's no rush to to get him out to get something in return or instead of losing him in free agency, whatever. But um I, I think I think it would take a lot to uh to ship him out for me because he's so valuable to this team mentorship-wise. Like this is the kind of guy you want your young kids to follow 
to look at and be like, okay, this is how you play NHL defense. Like this guy puts his body on the line every night. Like you said, no matter the importance of the game, right? If you're playing, this guy's playing a hundred percent and, and he's wearing that crest with pride and he's not playing for, for the name in the back, right? He's playing for the logo on the front. And, and that's yeah. something that every young defenseman coming into this team needs to learn from, needs to learn from him, pick his brain, like you said, right? Pick up on his knowledge. He's been in the league for years. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a he's a very valuable asset to the team, at least for this season. Right, next year is his last year, uh, contract wise. So you, you know maybe at the deadline you start looking, but for now, uh, I don't see the point of moving him. So I agree with both of you, um, but that I, I feel like one thing could throw a wrench into another wrench into the plans which uh you know i spoke about it with uh with with Stu cowan a couple weeks ago who is uh logan mayu he's uh you know i'm yeah. pretty sure right-handed shot pretty sure not 100 yeah. percent on that yeah. so there you go he's a right-handed shot david savard i'm in agreement with you guys i think he'll be there the the one guy that i think uh he can give a run for his money if he impresses at camp is jonathan kovacevic because you know that again. They need a power play quarterback. Uh, they. I'm not expecting a 21 year old or a 20 year old defenseman to instantly become that right away out of juniors. But uh, they need a power play quarterback. They need more offense off the back end as a whole. That's just that's just a matter of fact. Um, Kovacevic doesn't doesn't uh, provide much. Um, I don't know. I what do you guys have any expectations, if at all, for Logan Mayu going into this season? Laval, Laval. I'm, I'm, I'm dead set on Laval. I, I think he, he, he could definitely push for a roster spot. I mean, I had the pleasure of going to development camp with Tony, the Marinero. Um, and, and you know, I got, I got a chance to see you know Logan in action, and I, I was, I was impressed. Like this guy was a bully out there. He, he is ready to make the jump to pro, no doubt about that, right? Uh, now to make the actual team is another, another thing, right? I think. Easing him in through the AHL and then seeing where the season goes, how he progresses, then maybe, you know, throughout and through injuries or whatnot, he could, you know, carve himself a spot on the roster. But to start the season, uh, I think it's 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 got to be Laval unless, like you said, he he just really shows out at, at training camp and there's no other way than to, you know, start him with the big team. I think Logan Mayuza is a different case because of obviously what happened uh, a few mm-hmm. years ago. I think you need to take that into account. He's not officially uh, inserted into the NHL. You know, he still has to, he needs to have, right. the, have this meeting with Gary Bettman. I think it's a formality, but still the, the fact that he, he could go to Laval to to just acclimate himself to, to pro hockey should be a, a good reason. And, you know, I, I think they, they, they need to, to, to use more Laval because... Yeah. There, there's. I think that there should be a limit between Arbor Jackai comes in from uh, undrafted free agent and he goes directly to the NHL to the Red Wings who wanted to play 150 games to every young player in the NHL. I think you should mm-hmm. meet everyone in the middle and play in Laval, uh, prove that you can play pro hockey, and then we'll give you a shot. So I think that needs to happen for those reasons for Logan Mayu. And when you look at the rosters, there are already a lot of defensemen. So if he wants to make the team right now, he needs to be better than a few of them. And, you know, it probably means that Justin Barron starts in the AHL if Logan Mayu starts in the NHL. So I don't think we're there yet. I don't think there is any shame to go 
to play for the Rocket to develop. And then if he, he forces the end of the Montreal Canadiens, so be it. Well, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. I'm kind of hoping that he forces the hand of the Canadians. Just, you know, listen, this may be too high of an expectation on my end, but, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, with the way this team is, it's like they're, they're, this is Mark Bergevin's greatest strength was managing expectations. Um, I think this regime, you know, they don't have to manage people's expectations uh, because if you're expecting a little more than, you know, if you're expecting them to win the stand, to win a round in the playoffs this year, you know, you're kind of out to lunch. But like, I, I think at a certain point, the expectation level has to raise and kind of, you know, this is, this guy's a first round pick from two, three years ago. Like I want to, I want to see a first round pick start to be a first round pick like do you have it or do you not and yeah. you know will that will that be something in laval like hey maybe listen we saw justin Barron. uh you know we saw him go to start his year in laval because he had a terrible camp and a terrible preseason last year and then he worked his way up can that happen with logan mayu where you know not necessarily the terrible preseason part but you know is he going to start there and but or does he go the way of arbor jack i i like yeah Based off of all that we've seen and all that we're hearing, I'm kind of leaning towards the way of expecting, you know, the root of Arbor Jack Eye. Like force their hand because, yeah. you know, you're a big, you're a big body. You're like, like you said, Shane, at development camp, he's crushing bodies out there. He's bullying people. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, let's, let's start to see that now because um, there has to be a certain level of like, Okay, now let's take the next step. Especially, you know, I got into this a little bit with uh, with with Stu a couple weeks ago, which was after the Reinbacher pick. Kind of felt like snap break of the honeymoon phase with with Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon and this fan base. Like, that, I feel like the pressure is now going to start to be raised a little bit on the organization because of that pick. Like nobody, they're they're not in anyone's good books right now, and I think you know having an exciting prospect force their way onto the team, uh, you know, is just what the doctor ordered for, for this, for this team to like make them forget about this whole thing and make everyone forget about this whole thing with Reinbacher. That's it. That's a good problem to have, right? If you have too many good players that are right. NHL ready, it's, it's a problem, but it's a good problem. And that's also when you start to look at potential casualties in the prospect pool, right? Cause not all of them are going to make it to the Habs, but mm. most of them, well, a lot of the good ones are probably NHL ready. So do you use them as, you know, trade capital? What happens then? Right. But for now, I don't think we're there yet. Like you mentioned a ton of guys like Adam Engstrom also stood out to me at mm -hmm. development camp. Yep. He was really good. And that's another left shot D we are loaded at left shot, right shot. Not as much which is where Mayu comes in, right? He's a right shot. Reinbacher's a right shot. So I think those three, Justin Barron, if he pans out, could be the part of the future on the right side. But I just don't want to rush Mayu. That's my concern, right? If he's NHL ready, I'm all for it. I want to see him. I, I From what I saw at development camp, I loved it. That That's that's what we need. We haven't had a defenseman like that in a long time. Um, So, you know, if he is NHL ready... Sure, let's do it, but... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, he needs to be really high up there for me. I, I just don't want to rush him. We've seen examples like KK, right? KK is the easiest example mm-hmm. to bring up, but rushing a player can really damage their progression. And, and I just don't want that with, with Mayu. What you need to think also is the fact that let's say Logan Mayu breaks in the NHL at the camp right now. He's not going to play a lot of minutes because there are so many young defensemen. But if he plays in Laval, he's going to be one of the main guys on the right side. And defensively, he's going to have a lot of minutes. He's going to play on the power play. He's going to have the, the, the confidence of, uh, of Jean-François Hull and he's going to play a lot. So that may need to, to be taken into account because last year there were so many holes that you, you had to bring in some, some young guys to say, OK, you're going to play a lot because, yes, you're ready for it, but we need to have those guys. Right now, the need is just not the same. 12 months later, the situation drastically changed. Hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I love what you like. Would it be good to see him? You know, I don't know how long the Laval, the Laval, the AHL season is, but like, let's just call it an 82 game season for the sake of simplicity. Like, do I want to see him play? If he's, if we're guaranteed to see Logan Mayu play an 82 game uh, season in Laval and they want, you know, they put him in every situation to succeed. They basically give him the keys to Laval, say you're going to run the power play, but you're also going to play penalty kill. And, yeah. you know, you're going to do all these things. You're going to play playing 20 to 25 minutes a night. I'm all for it. And uh, it's, it's just an interesting thing to see, because again, that's why we call this uh, way too early expectations going into next year. Um, but um you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited about these prospects. I, I want to see them start to flourish because you know I was, I was told something uh, a long time ago by, by uh, one of my former colleagues, uh, Sean Campbell, which was prospects' values are always at their peak right when they get drafted. And then they start to dwindle and they start to dwindle and they start to dwindle. Unless you have someone special with, you know, you got it. You got Lane Hudson uh, popping up every week on SportsCenter with a, with a highlight. That'll, that won't drop your stock. But, you know, guys like Logan Mayu, Jaden Struble, Matthias Norlander. Remember when he was supposed to be the second coming of Eric Carlson? Yeah. Mm, not so much, not so much anymore. So, you know, like the, the I, I just want to see, you know, Rubber, rubber meet the road because I, I feel like a lot of people say you can't over marinate uh, players. Uh, I feel like you could, and that might just be you know me misjudging and it being a value thing in my head. But I, I think when they're ready, they're ready, and you got to just throw them in because it's the NHL sink or swim. That's what they did with Arbor Jacka, and he you know he swam and he played really well. Another guy who swam really well was uh Caden Gooley, who we haven't even talked about. Um so let, let's let's touch on him. You know, let's assume 
you know, fully healthy season. How do you guys want to see the deployment of him? Like the usage, we won't go points because uh, that's not necessarily his game, even though I vividly remember, uh, I forget who is it, who it was against, but he just like ripped a shot from the tightest angle and he Buffalo fired it into the, yeah, yeah. Get, exactly. There you go. It was against Buffalo. Yeah. And just like, Beauty. and everyone was like, everyone was like, Whoa, who, who the hell is this guy? You know, like we know, we know that you're a good player, but damn, um, you know what? Where do you want to see? How do you want to see the usage of Kate and Gooley uh, throughout the season? Let's start with you, Shal. Um, you, you know he's he's very special compared to the others. You, you remember when mm-hmm. we had too many defensemen and there was a, a rotation out of the lineup with Jackie and Aris and guys like that. Gooley wasn't in that. When he wasn't playing, it's because he couldn't play. Because he really, on, on the ice, he, he looked like really special. Uh, there were the, the comparisons with Shea Weber by, by the Prestons and by the, the way he's playing and he, he has a shot and things like that. So uh, I think it's going to be special. It's usage without uh, a guy like Joel Edmondson because now there are two veterans. So you have two options. You, you can say... Madison and Savard are playing together and the kids are playing after that and he's going to be the, the leader, so he's going to be on the, 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 the second pair. Or you can say he is going to play uh, with someone like David Savard, which happened quite a few times last year, and he can handle some of the, the top line. So I, I think it's going to go really on on the fly. So if Martin Saint-Louis feels like he can play those big lines, I, I think he will want to, to give him that to, to prove himself that yeah. he, he could do it last year, but he can do it even better this year. Maybe he's going to use it sometimes in other situations with other young guys to, to have a, a steady presence with them. So uh, I think he's going to be kind of a... I'm, I'm going to say a fixer. So someone you say, hey, you're going to play with Caden Gooley and it's going to go fine with you because he is very a good defenseman, even though he's not a finished product because, of course, a defenseman mm. needs some time to to adjust to the NHL. He is very young. He got injured and everything. We, we know the situation. But I think he's going to be a, a kind of a rock for Martin Saint-Louis and Stéphane Rabida because I, I really expect a lot from him. Yeah, he's so reliable. I mean, from, from what we saw last year... I mean, it's a small sample size to, to give him credit, but he really impressed me. And and his skating, his skating is already elite, in my opinion. He's he's NHL ready in that department. And I think his his offensive awareness as well, right? It's not really that flashy. It's not what he does most of the nights, right? He's mostly a defensive defenseman. But when he gets the chance to show out offensively, he does. Like you said, Matt, that goal against Buffalo. Mm. A thing of beauty. He had he had an assist at one point. I believe it was a Suzuki goal. Don't remember the team, but it was a highlight real assist from a defensive defenseman, right? So we know he can bring that offense as well. He's a great two-way defenseman, reliable as hell. To, to have him as our third D, in a sense, is a privilege. And he will be likely the third D for many years, right? You got Lane Hudson, Ryan Backer, Mayu coming in, that's likely going to be the top four if everything goes according to plan. To have a guy like Caden Gooley as a third D, that's huge. That is huge because he in, in any other team, he'd be top two. He'd be a top pairing mm. D. I, I love Caden Gooley. And I mean, I, I had the privilege of meeting him, um, I believe it was in May. Just a great guy as well. Like, he's so nice. Uh, so that that's a guy great for the culture, right? That's something, you know, we don't talk too much about, but it's it's really important. That's something Kent Hughes, Jeff Gorton, and Martin Saint Louis have been pushing and pushing. 
And we're seeing it now. We're seeing like these are good people. Reinbacker, same thing. He's a great kid. So uh, I think Caden Gooley is a staple in our decor for many, many years. And this next season, I am expecting really good things from him. Well, guys, I feel, correct, you me, know, correct me if I'm ahead. wrong, but just to add about the the, the, the character and everything, I think yeah. Caden Gooley spending a, a huge part of this offseason in Montreal, and he was a lot involved in, in the city. He so mm -hmm. he probably hangs out a lot with a guy like Nick Suzuki, who's here also. So the fact that they, 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 they kind of grow up together, growing up around the captain, it's a good thing for the culture. It's a, it's a word for that sure. we use a lot with the new direction, but, you know, he, he's right into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, he fits right there. And you know what? Uh, I kind of feel like this could be a season where, like, you know, like every every season that passes is one where we get closer to see uh, a Reinbacker, uh, a Hudson, or uh, a Struble even, a Mayu being inserted into the lineup. And like you said, Shane, like maybe he'll be number three. Maybe he'll, he's definitely going to be in top four. This could be a season where he says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Shane, I'm going to be number one. And he's yeah. going to show on the ice that he could be number one. You know, like these are all, like you've said, these are great problems to have. That's it. Canadians. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. So like, these are all great problems to have. I, I you know, it's going to be interesting when the time comes because there's just, it's a numbers game because you also have Harris, Barron, uh, Jack, I, you have all these guys that like you've invested time and money into, into throughout your development, their development, like, one or two of them is going to have to get traded down the road. And That's this it. is an amazing problem for the Canadians to have, because this is how you become that team that like you either, you know, you, you keep your prospect pool intact, but you're still acquiring assets because it's so strong. So you can, you can afford to part with a player or two, and it's not going to crush your team for the next 15 years or, or whatever. It's going to make it better. Um, it, there you go. You're going to so, get assets for it. Yeah. Just before I let you guys go, uh, we're not going to do a 30-minute, uh, way-too-early expectation uh, episode on goaltending. I wouldn't uh, – <laughs> no disrespect to goaltenders out there, but I wouldn't punish our audience. And frankly, I wouldn't punish you guys with that. So just quickly, um, what what's a successful season? I mean, I, let's not go too deep into Jake Allen, but like, I want to know what's a successful season for Samuel Montembo. I'd like to see – a save percentage over 900. Um, and you know what? Let's push it, 910. Um, if if he's around 910, I'll be okay. I'll be pleased. He'll be, he'll you know what? He earned himself another contract. That's good. That's good for me. I, I really want him to seize that number one spot. I, I want him to, to, to play at, in a way that's like, okay, there's no doubt about it. This is our number one guy, right? And, and you know, sure, you got... Jakob Dolbes, Jacob Fowler, mm. maybe Caden Primo coming in later. But for this year, I really want him to seize that number one spot and play consistently. Right, Matt, you mentioned earlier, some nights he just wasn't there. Right. And, and that's normal. That happens. Mm -hmm. But let's try to reduce those number of nights. Right. Let's play in a consistent level. And I've, I feel like he's going to get, say, upwards of 45, close to 50 games this season. I think they're still going to split. Uh, Jake Allen's going to get some games, but I think Montembo is going to get most of the brunt. Those tough games, those big games against really offensive teams, I really want him to show out. I don't need impressive saves. I need efficiency, right? And that's what this team needs as well. 
So I think he can bring it. He looks in his element, right? Last season, he mm. really progressed from his first season with the Habs. So I'm expecting that progression to keep going. He looks confident. He looks in his element. And he, he I mean, same thing as Saval, right? He's playing for the crest up front. He's playing for these fans because he's a fan himself. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Montembeau personally. And I, mm -hmm. I think he can, I think he can progress that much more this season. And you're right, saying by he plays for the logo. Remember last year when he played with an injury with his um, his hand yep. through the last month, yep. and he played because he was the last least injured of the, the goaltenders. <laughs> but he decided yeah. to to give it all to the Canadians. Um, you know, it's a contract year for Samuel Montembeau. He, he's going to want to prove that he, he really can be not only a, a goaltender in the NHL, but a goaltender you can rely on. Um, mm -hmm. What I want from him is, you know, we saw it in the NHL. You need two good goaltenders to, to, to go far in the playoffs or, or anything, and unless you have a Carey Price or Andre Vasilevsky or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they don't really exist anymore. So I want him to prove that he can be one of the two. Because if he can be one of the two, it solves a lot of problems for the Canadians because they can build around him and they can try to, to find that second goaltender. Maybe he is, in the, he is already in the organization. Maybe they're going to need to acquire him some, somehow. But I, I want to, to, to see that from him. I want to see consistency, as you said. And if he, he can play uh, a little bit more than Jake Allen, so be, be the number one, but be really assisted by Jake Allen, it could be great. I think it, it, they can be a really, really good duo. And I don't get all the eight on, uh, on Jake Allen because we know he's not a number one goaltender mm -hmm. and he's there to, to assist Montembeau. And yeah. I think if you want to trade a guy like Jake Allen, the first thing that you're going to see is, wow, I need a new Jake Allen and you're going to try to acquire one. So you really need to have him And Jake Allen said publicly, uh, I, I don't care if I don't play as much. I want to, to help the greater good. So uh, I think Martin Saint-Louis said to, to, to plant some trees when you know you're not going to stand on the, um, uh, on, on the shade of it. So you need to, to, to have a guy like that. And for me, Jake Allen is that guy for Samuel Montembeau. He always talks about how he's a good mentor to him and everything. So if he can give him some advice and if he can call Carey Price uh, once every every month or something like, like that to, uh, to have uh, uh, advices, it, it can be really great. And I think his confidence is going to go through the roof. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, you know, I really like Samuel Montebo. Easy, easy guy to root for. Like for for many reasons, like you guys said, mm -hmm. he plays for the logo on the front. Uh, you know, he played through that wrist injury when the when the Canadians needed him. They kind of rewarded him with a contract for goodwill. Um, I I, I want to see him take the reins as uh, as the number one. That doesn't mean you know he has to go out there next season and you know to get ten shutouts. I don't you know. <laughs> That's uh, that's not what anyone's expecting, but you know, I, I think he has the capabilities to do it. I, I truly mm -hmm. believe that from what we've seen. And then you know, he just had such an impressive, impressive tournament at the Double IHF oh, yeah. World Championships with Canada. You know, he 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 was basically the reason they made it to the gold medal game. Right. So I, I would love to see him take the reins as the number one. And I feel like at the very least, you know, if they do see a future uh, with uh, Dobis, uh, Fowler, Primo, even, even though they, you know, there was a third guy that they drafted uh, from, from Russia, I, I believe, you know, uh, there, there's just, there's so many in the pipeline, but I feel like he's at the very least solidified himself as, you know, a 30 start backup. And, yeah. you know, then you could you can only build up for he can only build up from there. It would really take a lot for him 
in a negative way for him to uh, to to you know lose that job and lose that status. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, thank you for joining me on uh, on this Friday evening. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And uh, I don't know when I'll speak to you guys next, but uh, this was really fun, and we will do it again. I can promise you that. Awesome. Thank you. Perfect. I'll be there. Thank you very much. All right. That was it for our guests and for our episode. Let me just remind you of uh, Playground for a second, because uh, Playground every Saturday has a free sweet table every Saturday night as of 10 p.m. So if you're going out to Playground or if you have the hankering to, you know, play some cards, then go out to Playground. One of our sponsors, I read about their uh, prize pool and their tournament that they're going off of, that they're uh, advertising off the top of the podcast. Well, they have a free sweet table every Saturday night as of 10 p.m. Uh, and Yellow told me it's amazing. Um, you know, he, maybe he's enjoyed it a little bit too much. I don't know. Uh, so uh, I'll take his word for it, and I'm going to make my way out to Playground one of these uh, Saturday nights and check out that free sweet table, and so should you. Hell, even do it tomorrow night as of 10 p.m. Uh, that's it for me. We'll catch you next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.